Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Hi and welcome to episode 108 of the Love Food Podcast. I'm Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. Do you remember when you learned that certain foods were bad and certain foods were good? Do you remember when you learned that certain bodies were bad and certain bodies were good? I think it's really important to acknowledge where we learn this information, especially if you're in a place where you appreciate that those rules no longer are the ones you want to hold on to. For a lot of people, and maybe for you listening, you've come to the conclusion that there are no good or bad foods, and all bodies are good bodies. Those are certainly tenets that I live my life by and that I'm teaching my family. If you are in the same place, 
it's really important to figure out where you learn them and then how to change them, not just for yourself, but for all of us. Because not everyone has access to that information. Not everyone knows that they deserve to feel at home in their own skin. And we have a letter today from someone who's in that place that has come to the conclusion that these old rules no longer serve her. And she really wants to come to the place where the world is safer for everyone. I can't wait to dive in and explore and find a way to help all of us have a healthier relationship with food. This episode of the Love Food Podcast is brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace course. It is a 12-step system that I used to take individual clients through, and now I have recorded and put together for people to also go through on their own time. It's digital, all downloadable, and has audio, visual, and handouts included. Enrollment will be opening again in April, and I so look forward to seeing you there. You can get on the wait list and also get your first three steps towards food peace with PCOS by going to PCOSandfoodpeace.com. If you enjoy listening to this episode of the Love Food Podcast, would you do me a favor? Could you leave a rating or review? I would be forever grateful if you did. And it only takes a second. You can get to it by clicking on the show notes right now and you'll see a link. It'll say subscribe here and leave a rating in seconds. And seriously, it just takes a few seconds. You don't have to like write a paragraph. You can. I love reading those. But you could also just, you know, leave the, the amount of stars you want to leave for it. I love the five stars, but any feedback is great too. But anyway, you can do it by clicking on that link or you can just click on the um, artwork right now as if you're listening on iTunes and scroll down a little bit and you'll get access also to leave a rating or review there. And you may wonder why we podcasters are always going on and on and on about leaving a rating or review and begging for you to do that, but it really does help more people find the show. So thank you in advance if you're able to. And let's go ahead and get to this episode's letter. Dear food, we need to talk. It's not you and it's not me either. It's this society with its unrealistic expectations and its constant pull to squeeze us all into a one size fits all image. Look what society has done to us. We used to be friends food. Now it feels more like we are frenemies. Sometimes we get along great, and then other times, I hate you. Remember that one time when I would ignore you all day? I felt good about it. Ignoring you, although to be honest, you were constantly on my mind, made me feel better about myself. It felt like I was in control and that I was going to finally mold myself into society's expectations. Of course, this could only last so long and I would give in to you when no one was watching. You see, when I wasn't around you as much, society told others to like me better. They said I was smaller and society had deceived them into believing that this was what beautiful meant. I wanted so badly to be beautiful. I wanted to be accepted and worthy. Why then, when I was getting smaller, did I not feel good enough? I didn't feel beautiful. There was still more work to do. You and I both know food, that it meant I needed to change our relationship. 
So instead of ignoring you all day, I just limited my time with you in a different way. I strictly guarded how much of you I consumed. And although I didn't ignore you all day, I counted every crumb of you. I remember feeling awful and yet amazing. My body would tremble, get breathless, and feel sick. But my brain and society told me this was the way. I convinced myself that my relationship with you was much healthier than it had been when I ignored you all day, and definitely better than those I knew who were purposely purging you from their bodies. I have another confession, food. There are parts of you I called bad, and parts of you I considered good. Whenever I ate that which I called bad, I became bad too. I became guilty. I had done a bad thing. I was so focused on what I thought was good and bad about you that I would rather have gone hungry than to consume the bad parts. I thought this meant I was healthy. I can see now that it wasn't healthy and that you are neither good nor bad. You are necessary. That's why I say it's society we have to blame. It is society with its impossible beauty standards and false promises of happiness. I was not happy when I followed society's protocol. I was never good enough. Society points and questions and judges based merely on outward appearance. We are never accepted for who we truly are. So you can see why it's not you, food. And I know that now. Can we just be friends again? I would like that. Love Rejecting Society Hey there, letter writer. Thank you so much for your note. And you ask, can we just be friends again? Can you and food make total amends? And by that question, what I think you're wanting is a normal relationship with food. Can you just eat normally again? And honestly, that is like the number one question clients ask me when I first meet with them. And throughout the time that we're together, like, I just want to eat normally again. I just want to go sit down and eat as much as my body needs and not overly stress about it or think about it. And I don't want it to be that big of a part of my day. Yet, I still want to eat to feel satisfied. I don't want to feel tortured by food anymore. I 100% believe, letter writer, and for you, listener, that yes, You can have a normal relationship with food. And the only way to make that happen is to do what you're doing, letter writer. You're putting the blame where it needs to go. You describe this very hot and cold relationship with food, trying to ignore it, and yet at the times when you're the most successfully ignoring it, that's when food is constantly on your mind. I think it's really important that you've connected those dots. You mentioned something that really struck a chord with me when I read your letter. You mentioned this observation of good versus bad food and really taking that to heart. You know, when you were eating a good food, you felt like you were being like pious and really following the rules and being a good girl. And when you ate something bad in your bones, you felt bad. This brings to light to me a really common experience right now 
in our society that judges food and judges it to the point of a moral kind of consequence. And at the same time, connecting that food judgment with body types. We do live in a world where people judge body size and assume that certain body sizes are eating certain foods. Those walking the earth in a smaller body are thought to be doing everything right, following all the rules, eating all the good foods, moving their body exactly as they can, complying, obedient, perfect, and in control. Whereas body sizes that are considered unacceptable are not, are not eating the right thing, are not following the rules and doing that because of a lack of intellect or lack of discipline. Something I know to be true by sitting next to people of size is most of the people I've talked to who are people of size are the most disciplined people that I've ever got to know. They are the hardest working and the most compliant. It's just that they're walking the earth on in a bigger earth suit. And for many people, their earth suit was not supposed to be that big, but they've been dieting for so long that it has messed up their set point over time. And letter writer, when you talked about this, it struck a chord because currently, like kind of current events, Weight Watchers just announced this program for teens. And teens have actually always been allowed in Weight Watchers. I don't know how much you're aware of that. But now they've decided this summer of 2018 to give away free memberships to teens for six weeks, which I think is insulting and disgusting on so many levels, yet even more uh, abusive because they're giving away these memberships in the summer when I know so many teens are becoming more self-conscious, wearing less clothes and thinking about going to the pool and the beach. What a smart marketing kind of scheme to put in there so they can just now, as it's like they're getting closer to spring break and to summer, think about joining so they can hurry up and fix themselves to make themselves acceptable. Again, totally disgusting. And we live in this world where if a person is not in this acceptable body size, they're considered to be immoral. And letter writer, when I read your letter, it made me feel so much anger and and start to cry a little bit. I just feel like it's so messed up and incorrect. Like I said, people that I've gotten to know over the years who are people of size don't fit the stereotype. It's the opposite. Of course, the food we eat does not d- dictate whether we have been morally um, positive or negative. <laughs> um, and you mentioned something, letter writer, that that was really important because as you dug deeper during those days, you appreciated that really losing weight and being successful at living in a smaller body really meant you wanted to feel accepted and worthy. And you probably got some clues from the outside world that you were yet you didn't feel any more worthy or acceptable. And that's the big lie with diets. I often say that diets are this seductive fantasy. 
and honestly, a seductive, fucked up fantasy that really it's seductive because it gives us so much hope that finally we're going to be treated with respect, that finally we're going to find a partner, that finally we're going to be able to participate in life. But it's a fantasy because evidence shows us that diets don't work for most people. And for you listening, you're not the only one that has failed a diet. Most people don't like keep weight off long-term. It's not your fault. You didn't fall off the diet bandwagon. You didn't do the diet incorrectly. You are not lacking willpower. Diets are designed to fail. And in particular, Weight Watchers, you know, we've called them out for many years now because they're even aware that it doesn't um, have a product that provides long-term success. And that's part of their like marketing plan is that they depend on people joining again and again and again. That's part of their budget, I guess you could say. And that's where our society is messed up, is that we are taking the blame for a faulty product. And letter writer, you and me need to join together and call this out. And I just loved reading your letter because you are coming along what you're doing, and anyone listening who can kind of relate to her experiences, but maybe not quite far along yet, listen up. What she's doing that's helping her come along is she's no longer blaming herself. There may be a part of her that still wants to think she's not worthy or that she doesn't deserve all these wonderful things in life because she doesn't feel like her body's acceptable, yet she recognizes that it's not for her. That blame is not for her. The blame is for culture, society. It's The blame goes towards our world's fat phobia. And there's no simple cure for eradicating the world of fat phobia besides joining together one by one and rejecting it. And honestly, that's the only way we've changed anything in our world is one by one, we join together and make it happen. So letter writer, I'm with you and it's time to make it happen. How to do that? Well, before you even feel 100% congruent with respecting your body, because living in a fat phobic world, it's not always going to feel like that. What you can do first is work on accepting other people. I feel like sometimes that's easier than accepting ourselves is acknowledging your own fat phobia. So when a person of size walks by and we hear those tapes in our head that go through the stereotypes and judgments to call them out, try not to sit with the shame of that for too long and put it where it needs to go. Oh, that's from my upbringing. That's from what I learned in school, or that's what I learned in church. This is just stuff that we learned about bodies, and that's not correct. And as you do that more and more with others, you will start to do that more and more with yourself. And I know some people that even intentionally will do something called mirror work. Well, they'll look in the mirror at their body and force themselves to stare at it and acknowledge it. And every time they hear a negative thought, a a specific negative thought, about their body to replace it with how they want to think about it. And it's not always love and unicorns and roses and butterflies. 
sometimes it's it's beginning with respect. And that's what I would say for you, letter writer. Continue to practice respect and compassion with yourself and continue to put the blame where it needs to go on society. And while you're doing that, get really good at rewiring your brain about its own fat phobia. Because it's not until we all own our own bias about bodies that we can change the world. And then from there, it gets really easy then to call out other people's fat phobia. Sometimes it's going to be in front of a lot of people, and sometimes it's going to be one-on-one. You'll find your own way to do it. And once you find your way, it's really going to make a difference. So I want to talk about the food piece syllabus. If you're new to the Love Food Podcast, welcome. And one thing that we have as a part of our show is something called the food piece syllabus. And this is a collection of books and other podcasts, movies, anything under the sun that we think helps cultivate a more positive relationship with food and body. And you can get the list, the most updated list by going to juliedillonrd.com. And I want to add something to it. I wrote a recent blog post about Weight Watchers and their crazy, disgusting new venture preying on teens. And you can get to that blog post, which I want to add to this week's food piece syllabus by going to juliedillonrd.com slash wakeupweightwatchers. All right. So I see food has written back. Letter writer, please stay in touch and keep doing this work. It's going to get easier And the thing that I don't know if you're aware of yet, but by doing this work with yourself, you are helping other people. You're helping to change the world's culture and view on bodies and food. And there possibly is someone in your life that you're positively impacting for generations to come. And that is something that warms my heart and makes me very excited. So keep doing it. Did you enjoy today's episode of the Love Food Podcast? If you did, I would love if you could leave me a rating or a review. It's easy to get to by either going to the show notes and clicking on the subscribe and leave a rating review button in the second paragraph, or you can also just go ahead and um, click on the show in iTunes and scroll on down and you will see a place to leave a rating or review. Thank you in advance for doing that. That really helps more people find the show. This episode was brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace course. Enrollment will be opening again soon. You can get on the wait list by going to PCOSandFoodPeace.com. Since food has written back, let's go ahead and hear what food has to say. And until next time, take care. Dear Rejecting Society, we have lots of bumps and bruises. Our relationship has been rocky, yet much of the hard times were brought about by stereotypes, misconceptions, and manipulating industry. We are relieved you no longer blame yourself or we food for these tough moments. Our world is so fat phobic, it was making you sick. Keep putting the pressure on and placing the blame where it needs to go. Educate others on food's positive role and the beauty of body diversity. This work will help you recover and help the world recover too. Love food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? 
jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.